the English, the Croatians, <laughs> and the French are all singing together. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hey, it's Dave with Saturday Omaha, and we're here doing food, recognized food, talking to people in the uh, restaurant industry about where they like to eat and all sorts of good stuff. And I am fortunate enough to be sitting in the palatial uh, KIOS studios uh, with Chris Kenobi and Shannon Derry of the wonderful Galley. Chris and Shannon, hey. how are you guys doing? We're doing good. 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 Working good. on a day off. This, I'm telling you, you're bring, bringing in here, making you work, and talk about food uh, on a day when you are, are not prepping food for the hungry masses around uh, 48th and uh, Center Streets in Omaha. Yes. So, so first of all, thank thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So what's uh, yeah what's what's happening at the galley? What's what's new and exciting? How are things? I, I know there was a a battle with an oven uh, recently, which I believe you overcame. So, yeah. What's what's happening? We we have a battle with uh, the entire establishment every day. Oh no! The building is wicked haunted. Yeah, and interesting things just happen every single day. Yeah, like 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 what? I mean, I mean, the ovens was kind of an obvious one, and I think last time I was down there, I, I can't remember Shannon if you had said something about pans falling off or something. Think things happening? Like what's <laughs> what has uh, been cursing your existence? The fryer just all of a sudden starts to boil over like a volcano, and there's nothing in it. Nobody's by it. Nothing's cooking. There's no tickets, and it just explodes everywhere. And you have to shut everything down and clean up an entire oil spill. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Half the fryer emptied. Uh, Friday yeah. afternoon. Wow. And I mean, I, I would think, and you guys can correct me here, but oil and things like that are probably one of the worst things to, to have to clean up because it doesn't, it's not like water. It gets everywhere and sticks to everything. Right. So we have a uh, stockpile of kitty litter. Oh, <laughs> for Just, stuff like this. So, like literal oil dry in this yes. case that you're, you're, yeah. you're throwing there. So, you, you've got like some Ghostbusters type. Like eggs popping by themselves, boiling in the kitchen, you know, yes. real real wrath of kitchen type stuff. Yes, for real. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was just the other day that that happened? Yeah. Friday. So, okay. So how long how long was the oven out of commission for, for two or three days at least? I know it kind of went out on you a couple of times, right? The first time I think we were down five days. Oh, my gosh. Well, when we, in, uh, when we leased the place, there was an oven in there. Okay. Um, and I think that oven was probably built in the 50s. Oh, wow. Because it had the old school screws that just had the flat head. You, you can tell by the time. Oh, geez. It wasn't even like a Phillips screw. Like no. just, oh, oh, wow. Okay. It, it was actually holding the whole thing together. But it heated and it worked well. Sure. Until it didn't heat and it didn't work. <laughs> and that was the end of things. Um, so, yeah, you, you're just cooking along, running a business, and then all of a sudden you're not cooking at all. And now you have to go and you got to figure out what you're going to do next. Oh my gosh. And commercial ovens are not cheap and they're not readily available everywhere. That's what I was just going to say, not only not cheap but with all the supply chain weirdness stuff like that might it's not like you can just head down to Walmart and just buy yourself an oven. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't work that way. No, not at all. And then when you actually start to think about, well, okay, we can fit 5 or 6 14-inch pizzas in this oven, you're like, "Oh, well, you can't exactly go down, like you said, to Best Buy or Furniture Mart and yeah. get an oven where you're going to be able to supply that many uh, orders per hour. 
Jiminy Christmas. Well, yeah, because you you guys, I mean, awesome, you know, got those awesome calzones. You've got pizzas. Um, I'm guessing the uh, the 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 Chicago hot beef and I'm, some of the sandwiches are probably finished and in the oven. I'm guessing there's probably more even than than that in there. So you know, that's the whole most yeah. of the operation there. So. Yes. Yeah, because you guys don't, there's no flat top in there or anything, right? So it's uh-huh. just oven in the fryers. Correct. Yep. Okay, so if your oven's out of commission and your fryer is spontaneously boiling over, that's that's not a good thing. And no. In addition to the, like, just all the trials and tribulations of running a restaurant or, you know, business in general. So, <laughs> wow. Luckily, um, the food has been pretty consistently decent. Yeah. So amidst all that, like, that is kind of the best thing that's happened and if i was going to pick one attribute of our business to run well i would choose that the food be good for sure for sure well yeah because i think the last time i had stopped in and got a to-go order i mean you guys uh, you know definitely your evening business is like slamming you guys are are running it's almost too much well well yeah because it's it's you know both of you uh chris and shannon and then you have sometimes there's some other folks that are helping out and i can't remember are you guys hiring now too i think you're looking for somebody we are hiring yeah because the more the merrier oh excellent (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so i was in there and like you know you guys are both cooking and bagging stuff up and then somebody called on the phone and i can't even remember what they asked for it was just some out of the blue you know thing for you know i i don't remember what it was and then somebody was in there at the same time looking for some really specific catering options but like the following day but they didn't want any on menu items they wanted something really specific and i'm like oh my gosh you guys are handling i just everything at the same time <laughs> yeah it's a it's a struggle yeah how how do you how do you manage that other than just sheer intestinal fortitude? Um, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day <laughs> is exactly what it is. Yeah. Just Bill Murray every day. I just wake up and I look in the mirror and I just um, try and embrace my inner Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day. <laughs> he actually had a dream last week and he was sleeping and I woke up and I went and I was like, hey, we got to go. It's Groundhog's Day. And he got up, he goes, that was so weird. He goes, why did you say that? And I'm like, what? I go, it's Groundhog's Day. We, say, we joke about it all the time. He goes, I just was dreaming that I woke up to the song, Sonny and Cher, in the Groundhog's <laughs> Day. you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so work, work has followed you home and invaded your dreams. Oh, as, absolutely. As it does. Oh, my goodness. Now, now, how long have you guys been open down there now? Uh, a year and a half. year and a half? We opened in October of 2017 months. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. So cool. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> I'm like, 17 months. Yeah. It's almost two years. Yeah. And, and you know, focus solely on, on carry out. And you guys uh, obviously deliver to the, the elbow room uh, next door. And um, yep. I've done a local uh, delivery with you guys in addition to doing curbside and pickup inside. And you guys kind of help people get food however they need to um, and doing fun stuff with like the chicken and waffle sandwich and those awesome uh, French dips and the hot beefs and all those good things. How, how did you guys, you know, get into to starting the galley? What made you decide to open the place up? Whiskey. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Was this, uh, was it at the elbow room that this happened or? or... It actually was. I see a head yeah. nod. Okay. Yeah. So the... 
we were drinking whiskey. And, and you're like, I just need to open a restaurant? Like, what happened? He's talked about opening a restaurant for, for years. And we were just joking about it over drinks one night. And I said, you know, I wonder what they're doing with that building. We should check it out. Yeah. Because it just sat for years. Right, because so. it, it was uh, a Picasso pizza yep. or something like that? Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you're just like, let's just do this thing? Pretty much. That's right. Uh, I was 19 nerd in my private pre- previous life. Yeah. And uh, I got laid off from my job, and it was like, well, let's just take the savings and see what's going on with that building. And then a bunch of whiskey later, we have the galley. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Well, uh, what, what, what what was the whiskey of choice so we can you know write them a thank you letter? So since we have, or, or, <laughs> it was cheap well, and dirty. Cheap and dirty. That's the only way we like it. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's fantastic. So as far as your 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 background in in cooking, now have you guys uh, you know worked in the restaurant business before? Chris, you said you were in IT. Like what? Or you're just like let's make some good food and get it out there. Or? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I had a job when I was 15 at Godfather's that was the only real restaurant thing I've ever done yeah um I've you know ran bars and stuff like that but never have never opened a business never really worked in a restaurant or anything um I've worked in kitchens uh I was a chemistry major in college and nice I actually wanted to go down to Lincoln and do food engineering oh cool I did. I took all the online courses that I could with remote learning through the food engineering department at Lincoln. Yeah. And, but at the time, the current uh, girlfriend situation did not allow me to pursue. Uh, what per- <laughs> yes, women are the the gatekeepers of your dreams. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I never actually got down to Lincoln and and got into food engineering and. Um, but it's like one of the coolest things that I like. Food engineering is is awesome to me. Yeah, yeah. So you said you did some online courses and stuff. Is that is? I, I guess could you give me a brief overview? How how what is the the purpose or the the uh, uh, path of food engineering? What what would you be doing as a food engineer? Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but Lincoln is kind of like the Stanford or MIT of. Uh, or was for food engineering and kind of the source of that was Conagra when Conagra was here oh, in, sure. in Omaha. Yeah. Um, and food engineers is basically if you have a cheeseburger at McDonald's in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you have a cheeseburger at McDonald's in Shanghai, China, uh-huh. they make them taste the same. Oh, interesting. So the food engineer actually bridges the gap between sourcing food engineering food, making it all good, making it taste good, and being able to make it cost-effective across all supply chains, um, ocean, seas, land, oh, wow. air. Well, yeah, because your, your ingredients are going to be different, like you said, depending on where they're sourced, and then things travel, and then, my goodness. So, and yeah, then I suppose something for, especially an international business, or even a national business, where you want that sandwich to taste the same, like you said, so you know what you're getting coming in the door, that has to be some work to make sure that 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 happens. That's really interesting. Well, and even in today's like in days like today, you are also going to have huge supply chain issues. Sure. So you got to be able to read economic forecasts and be like, well, hey, there's a a, a huge um, freeze down in Texas, yeah. and we're going to lose 13 million chickens. Well, today that's not going to affect chicken prices, but in six months you're going to see a 
67% increase in the price of chickens. So as a food engineer, you want to be like, well, maybe we should try this, this, and this with the chicken supply that we have. Yeah. And you just factor in all these different economic and wow, ingredient-wise and chemistry-wise and biology-wise and try and actually make a, a supply chain work for multinational and international corporations. Goodness. Well, and I mean, even at, you know, it's so interesting with, you know, everybody that owns a restaurant or, you know, any type of food-related business like you guys. So you're dealing with supply of ingredients. You're dealing with what's happening within the restaurant you know, ordering things, forecasting what's going on. I know that uh, for a little while there, I don't know if it was six or eight months ago, your uh, internet was fighting with you severely. There were some website issues. So, you know, your your IT, your plumbing, your, you know, and then, and then just trying to actually get the food out, you know, out the door. You have to be able to do everything. I mean, you guys are doing that all the time. So yeah. that's, that's wild. The building was actually condemned when we got it. Oh, really? Yes, uh, our health inspector, uh, Lizzie, <clears throat> we called her to see what it was going to take to get it up and running. And she literally said to me, the city and me are not going to open that place for you. <laughs> I hope you didn't buy it or sign a lease yet. And we had just signed the lease. Oh, no. Oh, no. So so hearts sank. And then, and then what, was, what happened from there? Well, uh, COVID happened, so we had a lot of free time on our hands. <laughs> oh, jeez. So we were able to basically, I mean, we we did everything that we could, you yeah. know, to get it open. Um, wow. Lots of great friends. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Yes. We had uh, Sunday parties every weekend. People would come and uh, help us clean things out and paint and do different things like that. So it was huge help. If we didn't have those people coming in, we, they, we couldn't have done it. Wow. Wow. And, and you know what's kind of cool, and, and I know, you know, Shannon, you definitely have some expertise in this area, too. You guys have given back so much, like, to the community, be it, I mean, your your Thanksgiving meals, which uh, two years running now, yes. right? And let's see, and I, I, you may have the statistics on top of your head, but uh, do you, you know, remember, like, your first year and second year about how many meals you guys served? We actually doubled the second year. The first year we did over 400. Yeah. Um, and then the remaining, once we stopped serving at the door, we had taken to the Lydia house. Um, and this year we did about 800, just a little over 800. Wow. Wow. And you guys had some good partners. I know Hy-Vee helped out a lot. And you, you kind of crowdsourced your delivering and prep and donations. And that was all you guys just kind of driving that. So while running the, biz, the core business itself, too. We actually, I forgot to turn off uh, uh, our online ordering. And right in the oh, middle no. of the Thanksgiving dinner, we got an order for like 560 bucks, And I just looked down and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it was like a whole bunch of pizzas and wings, you know, on Thanksgiving. Well, we didn't have any. We couldn't right. do it. We had, you know, 30 volunteers in there helping us bag up all these dinners. and Yeah. You know. And you're making turkey, not pizza that day or whatever. Exactly. So. Wow. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, and, you know, I, I'm sure you have to have all the dough ready to go because it's, you know, and, and – my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Wow. Wow. <laughs> My goodness. Well, and then you you guys also did uh um was it for uh was it was it Humane Society? I can't remember. You guys did an uh drive uh for pets and things like that too. That was after Betty White Betty uh, White. passed yep. away. Yep. Yeah. Uh my daughter is is huge um in helping all these rescues around um locally and 
um, you know, we're, we're both about, you know, saving the animals and finding homes for them. And, yeah. um, and I just thought it was a perfect opportunity because, you know, Betty White was a huge animal advocate and right. she helped all of these different um, sponsors and stuff. And so I was like, well, let's just do this. And so, you know, it didn't turn out as good as I expected, um, but we got quite a, quite a bit of, you know, pet products and food and yeah. um, we took them to a local rescue and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so I'll do it again in the future, you know, and it, I really didn't didn't advertise a whole lot on that one i didn't push it as hard as the thanksgiving sure and it was short it was a short thing you know right 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 yeah well and you know thanksgiving i'm sure you know everybody's got that kind of top of mind and they're kind of in that you know mode during that you know fall winter season so but that's cool so you you know you guys are taking your time not only to feed everybody but also give back to the community and um i i believe anyway that omaha has been very supportive of you guys uh, it's, you're certainly very busy when whenever i'm there and all the help people have given you and absolutely the neighborhood is so they just Every all social media all over. Um, of course, there's Fatter Day. You know, you got Omaha food Thank lovers. You, you got Exarbin. Hey, hey. You know, there's so many that just, you know, I can't even. You know, it's, you're I'm on Facebook and I'm like, oh look, they're talking about the galley. Look, look at this. You know, yeah. it's pretty cool. For sure, for sure. And you know, it's it's so fun too because not only you guys got the good food, it, you, you're ready so fast. Quite often, I think there's been a couple of times when I've ordered and I haven't made it down there fast enough, and and I'll get a message from Shannon like. Dave, are you coming to pick up your food? Like, oh, I'm trying. I'm almost there. So you guys are just too quick. So <laughs> you guys are awesome. Not on not on the weekends. Like, what? We're, we're struggling. You know, our ticket times are really high now because we're getting, we'll get 10 or 15 orders all at the same time. Wow. And, you know, I've, online it tells you it's 15-minute pickup. Well, you've got 15 people in there to pick up their orders all at the same time. Well, that's not going to work. So And a lot of times just two of you. Right. So Yeah, yeah. and it's called the galley for a reason. <laughs> It's literally a galley kitchen where you two people have to turn sideways to get through to get through the kitchen. <laughs> so there's only so much we can do so fast. Yeah. And but you know it's a great problem to have. I guess is what people keep saying. That's true. Uh, but I always feel bad because you know some people. It some of the days we are doing 16, 17 hour days. Wow. And uh, yeah. It, so by the by nine thirty, we're just kind of like, oh, and there's sixteen tickets in the window. Yeah, it's like, oh, can't wait for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> well, and you guys run some fairly late hours during the week. So what are the what are the hours right now as we as we sit here in in March? Right now, during the winter time, we just we do uh, our lunches are eleven to two, and then dinners are five to ten. But here in an, another month or so, once the temperatures get warmer um yeah. we'll start staying open until midnight and again if we had the staff so again we're hiring yes um, yes and we'd like to be open all day you know we don't but because it's just the two of us the majority of the time I and mean, we can't because hey. we still have to go buy supplies and right yeah you're only you're only human you, you you know and you need your own you know rest or relaxation time of which i am stealing your some of your time today it's so. quite lovely it's I'm completely all right with it. <laughs> okay. Well, I had, I, I, you know, Shannon, we were talking, and it's like, well, where do you guys want to record? You want to do studio? You guys want to record at the galley? And you're like, no, we need to get out of the, the yeah, <laughs> get yes. out of the just for a little bit and step away. Yes. So there'd be pots and pans falling off the shelves right now if we were at the galley. <laughs> the ghost, ghost would uh, be showing up. My microphones explode. <laughs>
exploding and right? cables randomly shorting out and things yes. like that. So <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, cool. Well, we'll circle back to the galley in a little bit too, just in case anything is is top of mind uh, that you want to get out there. So if they're hiring, in case you in case you didn't hear that, so go go see them. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about when you get time, if you get time, because of course you guys are busy. When you're in Omaha, what are some of the favorite places you guys like to eat or drink at? And uh, what what are some things that you might recommend the fine people of Omaha and surrounding communities uh, give give a shot besides the galley, obviously? I mean, that's a given. Lolly Bella. I was just going to say, we, we got to go to Lolly Bella was it yesterday. That is my favorite restaurant probably in the world. I, I love them. What do you guys get there? Because it's so good. <laughs> Spicy lamb and the combination platter every single time never nice. fails. Nice and and the the injera bread. So not only do you get to eat your plate, but it's delicious. Yes. yes. So I I haven't had the spicy lamb. So tell me about the spicy lamb. Uh, it's called the Yabaga Licha, I think. Okay. And it's basically they use like a a. I don't know the pronunciation of it. It's Burberry or Baber. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. B e r b e r e. Correct. Yes. Uh, and then Mita. and it's just basically sautéed lamb cubes in a Burberry, Berber, Mita, and butter reduction. Ooh. And it's served with a side of salad with jalapenos on it. Yeah. And the injera, and it is the most delightful thing in Omaha, I think. Wow, that woman is amazing. the The, the flavors, every when you, you, it just smells so good when it comes out. You can smell all of these different things that you just don't smell, right? You know, normally, and the tastes. I mean, there's so many flavors in there, and you just you don't even know. And every time you eat it, the next time you're like, "Was this the one that was hot?" And this one, <laughs> you know, and and they're just so they go. Everything goes good together. You can grab all of it in one bite, and they all taste perfect. Yeah, and the and the the combination plate. So Shannon, that's what you usually get is the the combo plate because you get to try a little bit of everything. Right. So you have all the the different what dural wat and and those so wat I think is stew if I remember right or something yeah. along yes. those lines. And uh, oh my gosh, I, I totally agree with you. It, it's just everything is so savory, so flavorful, and delicious. And the combo, the combination, is a great place to start if you've never had Ethiopian food. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it's so funny because I, I hadn't tried that place for for years. And uh, co-host TJ, that that you guys know very well, um, he had go down there. He's like, we need to go here. Uh, and and I agree. It's just so delicious, and it's the the combination plate too is just that kind of I guess low barrier to entry. If you're like, what is Ethiopian food about, and you know what's going on? Well, you can try a little bit of everything. Yeah, and it's so good. I agree, man. That's a great choice. Where where else do you guys like to go? Um, we're actually heading to Juniors uh, up in Ponca. That's yes. my old stopping grounds. Yeah, uh, we're I. Was I, told we are trying. The... I, I heard there's a voodoo chicken yeah. sandwich, and 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 I I see Shannon going to the notes. I I have been up there numerous times to pick up a half gallon of the watermelons drink. Yep. Uh, so uh, made famous, I believe, at the Anchor Inn yep. at some point. Correct. And so it it lives uh, alive and well at Junior's for God store, and. Uh, 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 pun intended, I suppose. Packs a punch. Uh, it is a watermelon <laughs> punch that is uh, laden with uh, alcoholic deliciousness. Uh, I'd say wonderful anytime, but on a summer day over some ice, oh man, yes. it's real good. Or it's on a 70 degree Sunday after it's been negative 
Yeah, right. Fifty right? degrees where in Nebraska, it, where it feels kind of like summer comparatively to where we've been. Yes, it's exactly. going to go very nice with that voodoo chicken. Yes. Yes. Did agreed. you get a description on this thing? Is it is it like a southern inspired thing or? or... So uh, Delaney, who works for us, I found out that she's a kind of a nerd for heat. Okay. And I am also a nerd for heat. Yeah. Like if it says spicy, I'm You're trying on it. it. And the spicier, the better for me. Yeah. So we were talking about that, and she's like, you have to try the voodoo chicken sandwich at Junior's Forgot Store. And I'm like, all right, that's what we're doing Sunday. That's awesome. She says it's the spiciest sandwich in Omaha. Whoa. Okay, so so Chris, since you love spice, all right, so you guys are going up there after this. Yes. So please feel free. And you're free. more than welcome to come as well. Ooh, I'm going to have a hard time with that one because um, <laughs> I bet it's really good, and I could sit there and drink. Watermelons for quite a while because it's pretty delicious. Um, and it's nice outside. It it's be- and they have a beautiful patio. Oh, it, and it, it, and it's a fun drive out there. You know, it's, it is. You know, what 15, 20 minutes north of Omaha, give or take a little bit. But it's it's kind of winding through the Ponca Hills and trees, and kind of feels a little bit uh, Seattle-like in areas, I suppose. Oh, that's a good analogy. Uh, a Pacific like Northwest-ish. Yeah, right <laughs> next to the river. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's awesome. Well, yeah. If if I don't make it out there with you guys, please do send me a picture and let me know what it was like because I'm really curious because it's got a great name first yes. of all so that's fantastic yeah I'm excited to try it oh awesome cool where where else where else tell me more uh, we are just so creatures of we end up at McDonald's on the way home because it's the <laughs> only place left open in Omaha at 1045 on a on a Tuesday evening yeah yeah uh, shucks we go to shucks a lot oh cool I love yeah. shucks yeah Fresh seafood delivered daily, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. and Shaheen. Oh, yeah. Sh- Shaheen. Oh, Shaheen. Yeah. Shahen. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I'm a sucker for, like, most ethnic food. She always yeah. gets mad at me because she's like, I want to go get breakfast or a burger. And I'm like, I want to go to Shaheen, and I want to get those, uh, I think it's the curried lamb. Ooh, nice. Or it's, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a curry. Dopiesca. Dopiesca. And if you're wondering how that's spelled, it's D-O-P-Y-E-Z-A. So there it is. Now, it's break time here on the podcast. So when you get a moment, if you could leave us a positive review on Google or Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. And please head on over to FatterdayOmaha.com. Check out some of our Fatterday friends that are there and links to other things that we do like TV and the written word. Back to the show. It's basically a curry and... uh... Uh, sweet Vidalia onion reduction. Yeah. And they just stew the onions down until all that sugar comes out and then toss oh, yeah. it in the uh, lamb cubes. I'm a sucker for lamb. That's awesome. And, yeah, lamb's kind of hard to find in, in Omaha sometimes, depending on what's on the menu. And even if you get a gyro sandwich or whatever, it's usually a blend of beef and lamb. Um, and, and lamb can kind of have a stronger flavor for some folks, I think. And so it just depends if you you know how you feel there. But I've only been to Shahen once, and I need, I need to go back. The thing is we're always – you know, trying to try consistently different stuff. So to, you know, for the show, but uh, that's kind of a, I'm, I'm going to go for hidden gem on that one. So, so 120th and Pacific, give or take. Yep. It's directly behind uh, Big Fred's. Just East. Yes. Just right. Because it's like a two layered yeah. kind of strip mall type thing. And right. It's on the, the backside of, of Big Fred's there. And, and you wouldn't really notice it if you drive by. No. I mean, you just kind of got to know it's there. Yeah. So. Um, do, do you guys usually order the same thing? I don't know. Shannon, do you do you like – don't no, I see a head nod No, there. <laughs> um, I've tr- tried a few different things. Um, 
they, they there's a the yogurt and raisin with the dumplings, but they're not dumplings. How all these different, you know, cuisine, they yeah, put yeah. all these different flavors together. Like, I would never think of putting raisins and, like, a yogurt with meat. Yeah, and, it's, you know? and I'm guessing it's more, it's probably not a sweet yogurt either. Probably a little more, little more tangy, a yeah. little more sour with the... Yeah, and they yeah. put, like, a little lemon yeah. in there. And then you have the meat and the dumplings. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, man, I'm going to need to go back out there, like, big time and try this. Yeah. So. Because I'm a sucker for anything that's kind of even half dumpling. So um, that sounds really good. Uh, I definitely got to give a shout out to Hubert over at uh, Caribbean Delight. Oh, oh, man. Yes. Meat pies. Seriously. Yeah. It's that so is, good. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 I was Mr. Spice whenever I come. Used I used to go in there two, three times a week because I lived right at the street. And he always called me Mr. Spice because <laughs> I'd always get the same thing. I'd get a beef patty and curried goat yeah extra extra spicy Ooh. and he literally would just chop up habaneros and just sprinkle them on top of the goat wow oh it's delicious oh my gosh that's crazy well and the oxtail is so good there yes, it is. um i mean jerk chicken obvious one and you know get that spicy or not spicy and i don't um, think you can go wrong with anything at caribbean delight i'm gonna agree with you because even the even the sides that show up, you know, the the rice and the cabbage and those things, you you look at it and you're like, eh, it's going to be some veggies. No, it's really good. It's, yeah. You know, and the the soft cocoa bread and oh, oh, right. oh buddy, we might oh. be changing our destination. Not <laughs> no, that sounds good. Caribbean Del- this afternoon here. Caribbean delights is is always good, and and I I will say another kind of hidden gem. You know, yes. it's just kind of tucked away back there. And, uh, yeah, he's such a nice guy, and he, you know, he really wants you to like his food. Uh-huh. And um, it's just a fun place, and you get a, get a rum runner punch to go with your meal, and, and yep. life, is, life is good. You can, you can be on the islands in Omaha sitting at Caribbean Delights. So yes. That's fantastic. And the only place I, I know in town that serves that type of food at, at all. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm always trying to, like, reproduce things like that. Yeah. And... The stuff that at Caribbean Delight, I've I've not been able to even come close to doing what he's doing, uh, and I, I have so much respect for something like that, and it's so good. It is. I mean, if you can make something and somebody has to keep coming back over and over to get their fix, you did something <laughs> right. That's for sure. That's for sure. And memorable enough that you can probably recall those flavors sitting here oh, in yeah. the middle of a radio studio talking about food, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can taste that like right now. Oh, so. yes. <laughs> What's, what's, what's your order there, Shannon, at Caribbean Delights? Do you, do you have a fave at uh... – I, Well, I always just – we share. We always share everything. Nice. But that, I like the pies, the, the meat pockets. Nice. What are they, right. patties, pies? Beef – beef. yeah, they have a beef patty, chicken patty. Cause beef I, and chicken. Yeah, because I always used to call them a, a – I can't remember what I used to call them. But anyway, yeah, beef patty is, is what they are. But, yeah, the chicken one's almost got a little kind of a curry yeah. uh, flavor to it. I love the chicken one. Yeah. Um, they – you, I, you want to call them like a pocket. Right. It like looks a like pocket. a hot pocket. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like a you know a hot pocket or a, a, a pasty or whatever, mm-hmm. and and yeah, that's totally what they look like in that uh-huh. flaky buttery crust that's just so good by itself. And the the beef patty, they had the beef and cheese where it's just a little bit of heat. It's not super spicy, but it's really good. I think does he have a fish one too? I can't I remember. There's so. a there's a third one that really? I haven't tried. Yeah, I know I've had the beef. The beef, beef and cheese, and the chicken. But uh, I think he's got another one hiding in there. But that's a good one, even if you just need a snack and you drive by right. and like, I need one of these real quick. We've so. literally done that. Nice. <laughs> We've just stopped and grabbed a few of 
on the way home. And they freeze good too. So if you know, yes, you, they do. You <laughs> stock up and and eat them later. So. Yes. Well, awesome. Yes. Tixteco. Oh, have you went yet? You you are warming my heart with all of these suggestions. I love Tixteco. That woman is glorious. I I would agree. She, that's like our our fast if in a hurry. You know, I mean it's not fast, but. You know, if we're going to pick up dough or something like that, she's right there. Yeah. And she opened the new place across the street. So she's you can dine in. It's big. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's right. Because so they took over. It was like Z's Cafe yeah, or something. Yeah. Kind of looks yeah. might have been an older gas station or cafe. I don't know. Yeah, it's a real nice place. And they've got the huge golf ball out yeah. front now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's I. it's a great place to, to dine in and or get takeout. And they have great beers. And um, you can. Get a cocktail and have some of the best tacos in Omaha. Best, the yeah. best. Oh, and I love their their mole is their chicken mole is phenomenal. It's I so good. Tried yes, that. yeah. What Let, is the one you got? Uh, I always, I'm again, I'm a sucker for lamb and goat. Yeah, but she does uh, barbacoa goat. Ooh, I haven't had that there. It's one of the greatest things that I've ever had. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's making me hungry, like, right now. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, I'm getting hungry as well. Yeah. Well, and, and then they have the, uh, oh, the quesadilla masa. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That thing is a hunger-killing, homemade beast of a, of a <laughs> arrangement there. It's so tasty. And then they have, have you guys tried the juices there at all? Because they have, like, an industrial. Yeah. Fresh juice machine. If you want like carrot juice or cucumber juice, really? Yeah, yeah. It's like I I don't know. The thing looks like a cement mixer. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Next time you go in, check that out. And then uh, I I haven't tried them yet, so I'm assuming they're good Mm because they're all freshly juiced from real ingredients and you know popping stuff in there. But uh, uh, yeah, tasty and their their guac is good too. Oh, these these are awesome. Not anywhere else because I love all these suggestions. Those those are basically our rotational restaurants that Pretty we much. go to all the time. You 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 have just woke. Okay, I'm I'm going to leave McDonald's out of that one. But the rest of them, <laughs> the rest of them are <laughs> absolutely amazing suggestions. What about what about nationally or internationally in your in your travels or anything like that? Any spots that you'd like to tell the folks about in case they're in and out burger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you guys get there? Uh, double, double fries. Yeah. Diet Coke. Nice. <laughs> if I'm going south, uh, I think it's, I think the first one you get to is in North Texas. Oh, wow. The first In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. I think there might be one in Kansas City now. Um, oh. I think they might be putting one. There's They're in Denver now, too. Oh, cool. But I got a buddy that lives in Dallas, and I would frequently um, tell him I was coming to visit, mainly just so I could go to In-N-Out. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and while I'm there, we'll see you, too. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got an In-N-Out uh, plan, trip planned here, and I'm going to come say hi to you as well. That's awesome. I, I, I must confess, I have never eaten there, and I have heard tell that it is exceedingly delicious. So, But uh, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, about food memory. So maybe things from, you know, your childhood or growing up that uh, – you know, really kind of have stuck with you, whether I usually give the example of my, my grandmother's cinnamon rolls. Um, you know, she's lived in a little town in Kansas, and we'd go on family vacation, and she'd make cinnamon rolls, and I'd eat those and play dominoes with my grandfather. And, you know, I can still still taste those to this day. There's, you know, that's just nice. that unique home flavor. So 
yeah, just kind of curious if there's anything that uh, has stuck with you or any any meals in the past where you're like, oh, yeah, this this was significant in my life. Uh, yeah, definitely. My mom was German, so we had a lot of uh, cabbage rolls, meatloaf. All, she was all home cooking, everything with lard. Yeah. The best chocolate chip cookies ever. And she only – she just used the recipe, the recipe off of the Chips Ahoy bag. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Host, oh, the Toll House. Uh, Toll House, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But – she used lard. Oh, instead of like butter in there? Yes. Or, uh, and so on the bottom, when they would bake, you could turn them over and they had little holes in them and it was all crispy on the outside and soft and chewy on the inside. Oh, my goodness. Best chocolate chip cookies ever. That's that's a game changer on that chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, it is. Well, just, I've tried. I can't do it. <laughs> well, I, I think there's something that happens with like grandmothers, too, where they get some extra like umami seasoning or something when you get promoted to grandma. I don't right. know. There's just, <laughs> just some magic that happens in there for sure. Grandmother food points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No you question. Know. Yeah. 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 Uh, my grandma's chili. Ooh. She uh, used to make chili every year for uh, Halloween. Yeah. And my mom actually still tries to reproduce the chili. Uh-huh. And she's like, is it there yet? And I'm like, mm, it's close, but it ain't there yet. <laughs> and it's crazy. I can still remember the taste of that chili, and it's been probably 20, 25 years oh my goodness. since I've had that chili. Bean or no bean or bean, bean chili. Okay. And then uh, on- onions and cheese on top or just oh, yeah. straight up? Okay. And All the right. Zesta crackers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Personally, like when I make chili now, I'm not a bean fan. Uh huh. But it was grandma's chili, so anything goes, and it's perfectly okay. That's awesome. Now, what spicy? Not spicy? Uh, no, not really very spicy at all. But her secret ingredient was baking soda. Oh. So huh. what she would do is she'd make the chili, and to finish it. She would put a tablespoon of baking soda into the chili, and it gave it a velvety texture. It it completely changed the the texture, which then changes the flavor profile Whoa. of the chili. And to this day, I'm, I still uh, try and utilize that technique in making different stuff. That's wild. Yeah. Do, do you? I, okay. So I don't know if this gets into the food science thing, but does it react with like the acid in the tomato? Yep. That's exactly what it does. I'll be darned. So, so you're creating your own like grade school volcano within your within your <laughs> chili at a at a microscopic <laughs> type level, I suppose. Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah, and it's weird to uh, you know come at that from a scientific aspect and be like, well, now I understand why she put the baking baking soda in the chili. Wow. And just as a finishing step, too. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, the, and I'm assuming she probably wasn't putting a little bit in, like, each bowl or anything. So you got the, the pot of chili, and she's just – it's done stewing for the day or whatever and just hits yep. it. And then stir it. And it just – and she let it sit for about an hour after that, and then it, it completely changed everything about it. I wonder where she got that idea from. That's wild. Yeah. That's – yeah, it's it's really interesting to think about, like, you know, we can go on to Google and be like, oh, somebody did a YouTube or a TikTok of you should put baking soda in your chili. Yeah. 50 years ago. Right. They That that didn't exist. Yeah, you weren't Googling anything. And, and yeah. you know, are you, are you writing a letter to talk about baking soda and chili? Maybe not. So that's that's Wow. Yeah, now, now very I to- interesting. I totally want to try that now. I, I mean, I might do some like instant pot chili and then mm-hmm. chuck it in there at the end. But um, yeah, try it before. Yeah, 
baking. I I'm. It's baking soda, not baking powder. Soda soda might make more sense because right because powder has uh, uh, cream of tartar in there yes. too, so that that changes things as well. Interesting. Oh, that's wild. And then the lard in the chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, these are good things. These are good things. <laughs> Any anything else? Uh, Those are both really good. My mom, she makes a, a cream of mushroom soup that I love. Oh yeah, that's delicious. Ooh. It's uh, basically just cream, butter, onions, and mushrooms. Sounds and good. It is fantastic. That sounds really good. Keyword: butter. Butter. Yeah. Lots, lots, and lots of butter. Yes. She actually, uh, she's been interested in going down to the farmers market and checking out the mushroom guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been having this idea about doing a cream of mushroom soup, but with uh, lion's mane. Ooh. Lion's mane is like one of my new favorite things in the world. Yeah. It is so interesting. Uh, it has, you could, I literally made crab cakes out of lion's mane and it literally tasted ta- like crab. Tasted like crab. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. It It's the most odd thing ever. It, it brings on any meat yeah. that you want to try and replicate. You kind of got to use um, like, the imagination. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will have um, herbs or um, seasonings that go like rosemary, thyme, lemon pepper, chicken, sage um, with beef. Sorry, I was laughing because you said herb. Herb. I know. I, was, I, I heard that too. I'm like, is it herb or herb? Herbs. They're, they're, they're herbs. There, there will be. English speakers, not American speakers. English speakers listening to this and they're like, yes, herb. Aluminium. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, but you use those uh, flavor profiles that you have in your brain. Yeah. Your herb or herb association to your meat. <laughs> and you you can actually bring on those flavor profiles into the lion's mane. Wow. It, it is so cool. And, it, it, and yeah. I completely got off the tangent of mom's uh, cream of mushroom <laughs> soup there, but that's a great tangent. We're talking about like fun and uh, everything you've suggested, and all the different things we're talking about have been like fun ingredients or twists. So this is really interesting. So, <laughs> oh, I love going off the mainstream. Like one of my my absolute favorite place in Omaha is the um, uh, Asian Market. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, he spends so, hours there. <laughs> you could spend an hour in the sauce aisle alone. Yes, I have. <laughs> I literally have. I mean, you go in there and you—they have a bucket of live eels, right? And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it's like, and I can actually get Thai basil. This is good. Yes. <laughs> and kind of one thing that I like to do is every time that I go in there, I have to get something that I've never tried before. Oh, I like that. And I have to find a hot sauce I've never tried before and find the hottest hot sauce. I, I have, like, my own little game when I go <laughs> to the Asian market. And we so, yeah. A, an entire bucket full of hot sauces at the galley. Uh-huh. And there's always noodles in the back. Yes. Every time he goes, oh. he buys a big bag. They're like a dollar. Yeah, yeah. And you get the big, like, rice noodles of every shape and size. Uh-huh. He'll buy, Whatever. like, 10 or 15 packs. And then for lunch, he'll eat one of those and try all the hot sauces and... Yeah, noodles are my favorite. That's like my my lunch almost every day at the galley. Is a, I just like to go down the noodle aisle, pick a different noodle, try a different noodle, throw some stuff in there. Yeah. 
Uh, I still have no idea what my favorite or what any of them are. <laughs> Just go try something. Yeah. The black bean ones. Oh, that... the, the Goku Jang black yeah. bean uh, oh. noodles. Oh, noodles. Not even like a Goku Jang sauce, like a it's noodle. Like a ramen noodle pack. Yeah. And it's got black bean paste. Oh. Those were really good. I usually, I try them, and most of the time I'm like, eh, I don't, you know, but that one was pretty amazing. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, that's a super fun idea. I uh, I picked up uh, Jet Tila's uh, it's 101 Asian Dishes to Cook Before You Die. And oh, nice. he's got kind of some cool things in there. So it's like if you're going to cook Thai food, make sure you have, you know, the following in the pantry. Make sure you have fish sauce, oyster sauce, um, and uh, a black uh, black sweet soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure you have these things. And if you're going to cook Japanese, you should probably have these things in their mirin or whatever. And so it's kind of cool because – you know, when you're starting to cook a totally different cuisine, it's like, well, what even should I have? And do I need to buy a billion things or are like five going to get me by for a lot of different things? But what a fun idea just to go in and try, just grab a different sauce. And and they're so cost effective there at the Asian market, too. You know, you're going to spend $2.99 or $3.99 for, you know, a big old thing of sauce and, and make yourself some delicious food. That's that's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And you can – if you go to like Baker's or Hy-Vee or something – you're going to pay uh, a lot for what you can go to the Asian market and you yeah. can get a, a very cost-effective alternative. And it's going to be higher quality and better. And Yeah. Well, and yeah, and if you're at your, you know, the, you know, like you said, a Javier Baker's or whatever, there's might be like one choice of yeah. one sauce, maybe two soy sauces. And I mean, you go to Asian market and it's like, do you want, you know, a little salt or regular? Do you want... Uh, you know, completely organic. Do you want, you know, whatever? And I haven't even, you know, the the hot sauce area, man. That's got to be that's my <laughs> paradise. The hot sauce aisle and the uh, noodle aisle. <laughs> I spend way too much time in there. Uh, I spent some time in Croatia, and they they actually have a Croatian section where you can. Uh, what's I can't remember the name of the sauce, but in in former Yugoslavia. It's a tomato and eggplant sauce. Whoa. It's like, uh, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of Italy's answer for spaghetti sauce. Yeah. And it's tomatoes and eggplant. That sounds really tasty. Yeah, it's interesting. What What is it? Okay, so I've, ne- I've never been to Croatia. So what what would you just use this on anything on noodles on meat or have you what what does it get served on or uh, with usually either bread or noodles okay um croatian culture is very uh mirrored of italian culture okay uh so they have a lot of similar things yeah but it was also a former eastern european country sure so they still kind of have their own identity as far as that goes but a lot of their cuisine and stuff like that is mirrored upon Italian-type things, which even to say that Italian type of cuisine is specific because it's not. You have oh, Northern and Southern Italy oh, are totally different ideas. Completely of, different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an interesting place to, to go. Actually, every place on the planet is an interesting place to go eat, honestly. <laughs> well played. Well played. Speaking of Croatia, Chakula. Yes. Oh, yeah. They <clears throat> make... All their wine, they make all their cheese, uh-huh. um, and it's all goat. It's all goat milk, right? I think so. And then, um, so it's there's this little, tiny, beautiful bar. Uh huh. <clears throat> they serve 
um, cappuccinos and wines, beers, all Croatian Homemade beers. Homemade wine. Yes. All made there in Pog. Um, and it, the, the bar is so small. There's like two seats at the bar and two square tables. So you can get like six people in there. Yeah. But there's an, a whole outdoor, you know, patio tables and stuff like that. Um, we spent literally the entire day there. Um, it was raining. And so I had uh, found this place. Yeah. And we were staying up in Navalia. And so we came down. And it's like a, I don't know, maybe 40-minute drive or something. Um, and we started with, like, espresso. And then... It rained all day. Yeah. So then we started, you know, drinking. We got wine. Uh, the meats and cheeses, um, so inexpensive. Yeah. Um, we spent, we ended up closing the bar, <laughs> literally, because Opening the rain. Opening and closing. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> and we were there all day, and the their money exchange is so different. It was like 680 kuna. Okay. Which was like 60 bucks. We wow, and you we drank the whole day there. We mm. drank. It was the coolest place ever, and the cheeses, yeah, all in the meats and cheeses, and they um, had like a fig jam with little bread, and um, it was just so cool. It was like the coolest experience, and to taste these different things, you know, it's not like eating provolone or yeah, Asiago or whatever. Just and these cheeses would just melt in your mouth. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. So what? Uh, I'm I'm blown away here. So what what was the name of the place and where was it at? Trapula. Okay. And it's in Pog, Croatia. Croatia. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Uh, what's really interesting is you're just walking down a, a back street or something, and you'll run across a lady who does not speak English at all. She uh-huh. only speaks Croatian. Uh huh. And then she gets mad when you try and talk to her in English. <laughs> Uh, but then you buy olive oil from her, uh-huh. and you'll get olive oil in a gallon milk jug. Whoa. It'll For cost like... you $3. <laughs> and it's probably the best the ever. The best you've ever tasted. Oh, my I, gosh. If anyone ever, ever has the opportunity to have olive oil that's freshly pressed, yeah, th- it is one of the most amazing things ever. Wow. And then to make a confit with some garlic that came out of that woman's garden. Yeah. Oh, and the mussels. We had we were just staying right by the sea and there there's so many cool things. Like there's boats and they just are throwing out mussels and fish and they throw them in ice and you just walk by and we got like two pounds of mussels for like two dollars. Oh my goodness. It's insane yeah. the prices. I mean you could just you could live there very, very cheaply. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The, the best thing about it is just to experience, like, something that they consider normal. Uh-huh. I mean, for us, you know, fresh-squeezed, fresh-pressed olive Olives. oil, <laughs> that that is never, ever going to happen in the United States. Yeah. Maybe in California. Right. But to just be walking down the street and run across fresh-pressed olive oil— that you turn into a garlic spread, yeah. With the garlic that was grown, it, it's it's a crazy experience to have experiences like that. That's 
That's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it, you guys painted such a such a neat picture there, and then just to, you know, to be sitting at that that restaurant, you know, where it starts raining a little bit, and you've got a nice glass of wine, and you just keep sampling everything that's you know there all day and experiencing that. That is, wow, that well, is amazing. And what makes it even more interesting is you have this tiny little restaurant, and then you get a French couple that come in, and then you get a German family that comes in, and Everybody is speaking a different language to one another. And the owner of the bar, uh, he's this charming, good-looking. Very good-looking. <laughs> Played uh, in the uh, U.S. Open tennis years ago. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Croatian guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he picks up the guitar and starts singing uh, American what? Uh, like Everybody songs. knew. And then the Germans, the English, the Croatians, and the French are all singing together. Well, they, they know all the words to Justin Bieber and Taylor uh-huh. Swift and Elvis. And, and this Croatian dude is playing all this on the guitar. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. And it's pouring rain outside. And uh-huh. all of us are crammed in this little bar, all singing American pop songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from from all these different countries. Yeah. With different, oh, I. Uh, <laughs> that's wonderful. I, I, I. I'm glad I got to kind of live through this memory with you here, and I totally want to. I, I want to have an experience like that. That is wonderful. Definitely go there. Uh, yeah, if you want to go there too, we can head there this weekend. All right. Next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Do you, now do you, do you have family that is that is there? Did you just go because that's your heritage and and. Um, A lot of our decisions start with whiskey. <laughs> And women. Oh, that's that's awesome. I have a, a friend of mine, he, Rob, that owns Jerry's Bar. And I was kind of having poor women trouble at the time. Uh-huh. And I made a Facebook post, and I was like, is there any place that I can go that's not in Omaha that I can go and find a job and work? And I literally saw him an hour later, and he goes, you want to go work at a uh, uh, pub crawl in Croatia? <laughs> And I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> so I ended up in Croatia working at a pub crawl in a uh, split called Tower Pub Crawl with eight other angry uh, Croatians <laughs> as an illegal immigrant uh, pouring liquor down Europeans' throats for an hour. <laughs> Pretty much just on roughly a whim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I did that for about six, seven months. <laughs> and I lived, I called it the crack shack. <laughs> it literally looked out like a bombed out uh, crack house. <laughs> and that's where I lived every day and then went and walked to work and uh, across a, a beautiful town square in the middle uh-huh. of split Croatia. My goodness. Yeah. My, my goodness. And <laughs> then she came to visit and we ended up in all over Croatia. Wonderful, and then yeah. she kidnapped me and brought me home. Oh well, well, uh, I, uh, I'm I'm glad she did so for for multiple reasons, of course, because I probably would have not, you know, wouldn't have been able to meet you and have your delicious food from the galley. So, what, what? Those are awesome adventures. How cool is that? How cool yeah, is that? Yeah, we we have a tendency to go on adventures a lot. I don't know how it happens, but it oftentimes does. That's wonderful. 
That's wonderful. Well, <laughs> I, I do want to be respectful of your time too, but I, I wanted to circle back with, with the galley real quick. Was there anything else before we kind of uh, button things up so you can go get that voodoo chicken sandwich and probably some watermelons that uh, with, the, with the galley that you guys want to talk about? Food or uh, pursuits or anything, anything at all? Uh, open microphones to you, Chris and Shannon. Uh, we are we absolutely can't do this but at the same time we absolutely have to do this oh okay um we are getting in with a company uh the company is called blend uh they're doing an online food hall okay uh what it's gonna be it's the old amigos on 108th and q oh yeah just okay. east of jimmy john's yeah and what it is is the blend concept is kind of like DoorDash. Okay. You'll go to the blend app. Uh-huh. You'll choose our location. I, I, I think it's either an app or a website. Okay. Uh, but what it is is we're going to be one of five vendors in there. Okay. And we are also going to ha- try and have about two or three concepts with each vendor. Okay. So you'll go to this website and you can have uh, burgers from this joint, Italian beefs from the galley. Yeah. We might put together a taco concept where you can get a taco, you can get a vegan option, you can get a juice, you can get a smoothie, you can get some breakfast, you can get whatever you want. Yeah. Run it all together and we let you know when it's ready to get picked up and you come through the drive through and pick up your food. How cool is that? We are completely understaffed. We are overstressed, <laughs> uh-huh. and we're kind of broke. Uh, but we absolutely have to make this happen because it is a brilliant idea, and I think that it's really going to allow us to get to where we'd like to be in, as yeah. what we do with food. So we're going to wow. try and keep both locations open. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's absolutely the wrong thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's absolutely what we have to do. That's just just from it's. It sounds like the have to is like from in, in your soul because that's the thing that you feel like you know needs to happen. And how exciting! That's totally a different thing. So would the would the 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 restaurants or the people cooking things be located there? And it's just you yes. just order whatever. Okay, so everybody be kind of cooking in some type of a shared space or. Or yeah, that'd um, be four, four or... kitchens. Okay, like four separate spaces, and then yeah. one big walk-in with four separate wow you know, things. Wow! Oh, that's cool. Well, and and how fun is that? Because one of the nice parts about like a food hall is that you know if if you got somebody that wants ramen and somebody that wants a burger and somebody right. that wants whatever, and it's like okay, I'll walk over here and get this or or grab this, and you can get that all but through a drive-through and just order and yep. just. I just want everything. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And then what's even cooler about that is that not only that, but you have restaurants that are specializing in their cuisine. So it's not like a single restaurant that's trying to do everything right. and making exactly. an okay version of everything. Instead, you have people specializing in that item, but you can get it all in the same place. Right. Exactly. Cool. That's what I'm saying. Like we, we absolutely are barely struggling to run our own restaurant. And to double that is insane, <laughs> but to not is even more insane. Fair enough. Because exactly what you said. I mean, this is an opportunity to start branding. Yeah. And building something where, yes, you have people that are in there that are cooking 
their food and they're cooking it well and you're getting it through a drive-thru. Yeah. And then you can go wherever you want with your with your food. I'm I'm excited about this. This is awesome. Uh yeah, we are too. That's and cool. Any any I okay, I know the timelines obviously change and shift, but any thoughts or ideas when this amazing thing may become available mm. to my drive through car window it thing? Was supposed to be March first. We're looking at May right now. Yeah. Okay. That's that's so by the time this airs, that's gonna be coming up pretty fast. So uh that's pretty cool. So yeah, we'll be multi location and awesome. I don't know, I have no clue how this is gonna work, but We've made everything work up until this point, so... Now, was this decided on after whiskey? Uh, this one was not, actually. <laughs> I was just checking because there was a thread running through here. I, <laughs> I feel like we probably should drink more whiskey and figure out if we should actually do this or not. Because that uh, has led us to where we are now. Oh, Whether that be good or bad in many instances. But definitely uh, interesting. Well, I think if you, you, know, if you ended up at... Croatia in Croatia having one of the best experiences of your life on on a whim and uh, you're you're doing this on uh, sounds like there's there's more than just a whim uh, behind this this move but uh, but it's fun it's exciting that's totally a different idea I mean never heard of anything like that so that's that's very cool yeah and um, there's it's such a great idea and it's in my opinion where food's actually going mm-hmm. I mean. I was just running – I've been running numbers all this week on on food costs and what we're doing and if we're, we're doing this. And, yeah. You know, we're a takeout restaurant with – we have four employees now. Um, and the overhead for some of these restaurants, you know, you think about some of the bigger restaurants in town and the amount of money that they have to pay into staffing and to keep the lights on is incredible. Sure. And, I mean, you know, why take on that responsibility, especially just let people do what they do well and then take the food wherever you want to take it. Yeah. And I think that's where the future of food is actually going. Yeah. Um, A lot of people, I think the biggest problem that we have in the service industry is there's people that don't understand the service industry. (laughs) And then they go to restaurants Uh and the people in the service industry don't really like them because they're not very pleasant. Mm-hmm. So the food industry is a tough business. It's yes. a tough business to be in. It's a tough business to run. It's a tough business to stay in business and in motion. Right. Um, yeah, where five years is an amazing milestone for a lot of places. Yeah, seriously. Know? Yeah. So creating something where you can just go and get what you want and it's done well and nobody's angry about anything and everybody <laughs> works well together and then you take your food and you take it to your to the park or to home or to your favorite bar or wherever yeah i think that that's where food is going as a general direction wow uh so again it's absolutely insane what we're doing and Absolutely insane not to. So what what is the best place for the world to monitor your insanity so they know when when uh, the blend concept will open it up or just paying attention to what's going on with the galley? So we have a Facebook page. Uh, we have a TikTok now. Um, <laughs> I recently found that I have a love for making TikTok videos. Awesome. Um, and I've been – I try and do our – run our Instagram, and we have a Twitter as well. Uh, I think it's the galley 
Just go to Facebook and follow the galley. Yes. That's where you're going to get most of the information from, and it will lead you to our TikTok, our Instagram, and all the other pages that we have. Perfect. Perfect. And make sure make sure your silly uh, spell checker doesn't try to put the gallery in there, which happens. It's the galley, people. All the time. We do all have time. artwork now. So yeah, technically, we are both the galley and the gallery. Oh, both indeed. Yes. And <laughs> it is for sale. Uh, the guy who painted the outside of our building for us, Joel, uh, he's got some of his artwork for sale. Nice. Um, so, yeah, now we are a galley and a gallery. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> so no matter how you spell it, go find them at uh, roughly 48th and Center Street right next to the Elbow Room. 50th it's, and Center. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. Yes, because 48th is the opposite direction. 50th yes. and Center. Jeez and Pete's. Um, so, yes, right there. Uh, I think what's Advanced Auto Parts is across the street or one of those uh, AutoZone maybe AutoZone. across the street. So yeah. uh, go find them. Uh, you can order uh, online. You can order with the Loco delivery app if you want things delivered. And yep. uh, try a calzone. Try one of those delicious uh, those hot beef sandwiches or the French dip and chicken waffles. And Check us out online at galliomaha.com for those. Perfect. Perfect. Well, sounds good. Well, I, I know you guys will keep me posted on, on everything, and uh, we'll definitely be watching for you guys. So, uh, Shannon and Chris, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me on your day off. So, oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. You yeah. bet. All right. Well, we'll let you go so you can go get that voodoo chicken. All Sounds right. great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Dave with Saturday Omaha Food Recognized Food uh, with Shannon and Chris from The Galley. And uh, we will see you next time. Stay hungry. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, or check us out and all the cool stuff at FatterdayOmaha.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.